It's time for listener shout outs. Wow. Let's go. Let's go. So I wanted to take this moment to shout out the listeners because the podcast is growing, y'all. It's growing and we going up all the way. So let's do this. So so if you hear your country, um, if you hear your state, go off. <laughs> go off. All right. So this, uh, this is the listener shout out. Let's jump right in. So. United States, Switzerland, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam, South Africa, Australia, United Kingdom, Japan, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Iran, Mongolia, South Korea, Peru, Thailand, whoa, India, Hong Kong, Colombia, Egypt, Jesus Christ. This is a lot of this is a lot of countries. There are many more countries to name, so check out next week's episode to see if your country is called. Thank you to the listeners and I want to give a shout out to my United States states. <laughs> if that makes sense. My United States states. Whatever, whatever. I don't care. So, these are the the listeners from this the different states in the United States, all right? So, the number 1 state that listen to the podcast, which is funny enough, it's not even my own state. <laughs> it is California. So California, New York, Texas, New Jersey, Illinois, Virginia, Florida, Michigan, North Carolina, Arizona, Filipina. I said Filipina, Lord have mercy. Pennsylvania, <laughs> Connecticut, Washington, Georgia, Ohio. Like I said before, there's many more states to name. So check out next week's episode to see if your state will be called. All right. Share the podcast with people. Tell people about it because this podcast can help anybody. Anybody. Everybody's going through adulting. Everybody. Even the teens. They're going through that face as well all right everybody has to go through the adulting phase so share the podcast anybody can get tips from this podcast all right let's do this let's jump into the episode Welcome back to Adulting Ain't Easy. This is your host, Dennis Ibude, and I am back for episode number four, 10 ways to make a bad day better. All right, um, let's begin. So how was my week? My week was amazing. It's been amazing because I chose and I was purposeful in the things that I was doing. I was purposeful in the conversations I was having with people. Everything had a purpose to it. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to do more of is just trying to be more purposeful in the little things that I'm doing, like putting out positive energy, being intentional with making sure that I don't dwell on negative emotions. Or if I notice that something is impacting me in a negative way and that's not how I want to feel, I try to do anything possible to get out that mindset. And what you will see with this is that you are training yourself to be more mentally strong. Um, for me personally, I know that I tend to get in my head too much. I get, I tend to overthink a lot of things. So in order to combat this, what I do is I be intentional. I'm very intentional. So let's go with how was my week? Um, it's been a great week with my students. What I do, um, I'm not sure if anybody really know Many of y'all probably do know, but I'm a teacher and I'm lucky enough to be 
in a career that I feel like this is where I want to be for the rest of my life. I'm lucky enough to be able to share my knowledge with other people and also to be able to learn every single day as well. That's one thing I realized about myself that I love to learn. And if you asked me that question a long time ago when I was younger, that was not the case. <laughs> it was not the case because I associated learning with negative. So when I saw learning, when I think of learning, when I thought of school back in the, back in my days, I always thought of, ugh, I don't want to do it. Ugh, I don't want to read. Ugh, I don't want to do no math homework. So I just saw education as a negative association with it. So now as an adult, as a teacher, it's funny enough that it's the opposite. Of course, obviously, it has to be the opposite because what am I teaching my kids? So overall, what I can say is that it's been a great week because it has been purposeful. I really want to give a shout out to my coworkers because this is my fourth school, man. And that's not easy. It's not. It's not easy because this is my fourth network. This is the fourth system that I have to learn. <laughs> this is a new set of kids. So I just want to take this moment to just thank them for allowing me to feel like I'm at home because I finally feel like I'm able to do what I can and able to tap into other realms that I didn't know that I was able to tap in. And I think that with the great conversations I'm having with each of them, I'm always trying new ideas in the classroom, open to to listen to anything that I have to say. The fact that they're open to, to even listen, that's big for me because I can tell you that was not the case for my other schools. So I just want to just take this moment to say thank you for just making it easy for me to come to work. <laughs> thank you for bringing joy to me at work. And thank you for allowing me to feel like I'm part of a family, I'm part of a team, and I'm part of a group that want to grow and want to learn from each other. So thank you. So that's my little that's my little shout out. And that's just a little spill about what my week looked like. I know that I don't really speak much about what's going on with me, but that's one thing I'm trying to do more on this podcast is just speak on some of the things that I'm facing and some of the issues that, I mean, I do speak on the issues that I'm facing, but I want y'all to hear it from me vividly. Um, if you know what I mean. But with no further ado, thank you all for listening to this Adulting Ain't Easy podcast. I know for me personally, when I started in my professional field, I struggled. I struggled. And I wish that I was able to get tips on how to move professionally in the professional world. Not using emotions at work. Not taking things personal knowing how to negotiate your contract, knowing how to speak highly about the things that you were able to do. I lost a lot, I gained a lot, and now I'm ready to share a lot because I'm learning a lot. So adulting ain't easy, and this is what you will get from the podcast. So let's begin. Let's jump right into it. What are we learning today? 10 ways to make a bad day better. Bad day better. I know, I know, I know. Let's do this, y'all. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. No. So do I call, do they call you Dennis or do they call you Mr. Ibude? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you could call me Dennis. This is, this is me. Okay, this right. is me outside of work. Okay, cool, cool, cool. First of all, I want to say thank you for agreeing 
to join the conversation on. And I know this was last minute as well. No problem. I'm just, you know, kind of glad for the experience. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful that you have this platform where uh, people could share. So I'm just appreciative to be able to share on of course. Um, Teen Empowerment Daily. Well, this is not Tina Fami Daily. This is a Dotson ain't easy. See, look, Shamela's already messing up. <laughs> she, she... <laughs> what is it? Yo, I'm about to hang up on her. She, you're done. <laughs> no, this is a Dotson ain't easy. So I do have a podcast oh, with 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 teens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is more for people like us that that's going through adulting and which is why I want okay. to ask you like what is one of the challenges you face this week because it probably will be similar to somebody else in the world that's listened to this podcast as well you know what I mean okay yeah 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 so let's go straight to it so what is one of the first introduce yourself again and tell us what okay. is one challenge you face this week and how did you overcome that challenge um, so hello everyone. My name is Shamela. I am a uh, special education English teacher. I teach ninth grade currently. And um, just to answer the question, a challenge that I I went through this week, and I feel like I'm still going through it, mm. and it has everything to do with adulting, is being able to um, lead in a group where people are older than you and are you know looking to you for leadership and. Um, people with more experience, leading people who have more experience than you and people who are older than you and being able to take that leadership role and do all that you can to, you know, just be a leader. So in my situation, I um, am the chairperson for an organization within an organization. They uh, just created a new committee and I'm the chairperson for that new committee. And there are other persons on that team as well. Some are older than me. Everybody's older than me. I'm the youngest one on that team. And and um, a lot of the people there already have um, experience dealing with other organizations and they know exactly what needs to be done and they know the rules a little bit more than I do. But for some reason, they elected me to be their chair person and I do believe that I have the skills necessary to carry out the job. But sometimes, you know, I lack the experience. And there's one person in particular within the group who um, always does things that, in my opinion, are kind of out of line. You know, mm. those people who go above you to get something done. Yeah. And if, you know, you yourself have voted me as a chairperson, you know, I, I personally feel that things should go through mm. me and allow me to be the, you know, the liaison for um to communicate to the rest of the team because that's why, you know, they appointed me to do so. Mm -hmm. But the person would co continuously go over me and just um, complete, uh, completely, like, omit my role and ask questions to other persons. And every time she would do so, it would cause, like, some kind of confusion because the issues have already been addressed with me personally and I was just waiting to discuss it with the entire team. Mm. Um, but the person didn't wait for me to give out that information and just, you know, went on to the, you know, communicating with the secretary and things of that nature. And so I, I decided in myself, you know, it's really time for a conversation where I just need to allow this person to understand that, you know, there's a certain way that you do things. And um, that was a hard conversation for me, but I, I did it. And the person, you know, apologize and they said you know they're still learning as well and the, <laughs> the person did go again and do something similar of course um again yeah but 
it's a learning process and I feel like I myself I'm learning just how to lead a team and um just kind of trying to get better at uh just leading people who who have more experience than me and who are a little bit more mature what is what is yeah. what are some of the mental things that you you are saying to yourself to be able to have those type of uncomfortable conversations well um I think it's because I like I've seen a lot of persons my age doing that and um it helps my confidence build my confidence to see young people in leadership positions so I feel that they can do it, then, you know, I can do it too. Cause we're the same age, you know, we had similar upbringings. Um, and you know, there's nothing that, um, other people have that, you know, that I don't have on the inside as well. So those are kind of the things that I say to myself that, you know, to help build my confidence, if somebody else can do it, there's no reason that, you know, that I can't do it. And it's just like, I'm holding myself back on the inside by telling myself that, you know, I'm too young for this or, um, you know, other people know more than me. I just, yeah, they might know more than you, but that's why you're on a team, you know, so you can pull things from them. Yeah. And they can pull things from you. But at the end of the day, if you are as a leader, they're looking to you, you know, to make those big decisions and have those conversations. So, I just kind of look around me and there's a lot of young people who are doing, or people my age, Mm -hmm. Um, I gotta think sometimes I think I'm super young, but I'm really not that young anymore. (laughs) You're young. Um, Trust me. We are both young. (laughs) Yeah. So people my age are doing big, big and even bigger things. So I look sometimes, um, at those things to kind of help me to realize or give me the confidence to be able to do, um, what I need to do as a leader or, you know, quote unquote adulting. What? advice would you give anyone who wants to be in a leadership role, but they feel as though that they're too young to be, to go after that position? Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess my advice would be twofold. Um, first advice I would definitely say always do something, you know, if you aren't the leader in the group, just do what you can where you are. You know, I read a book called 360 degree leader and it talks about leading from the back, leading from the middle, like leading from the front. You don't have to be at the top to lead, you know, you can lead wherever you are within an organization or a company and leadership skills start building, you know, at whichever position that you're in you're leading, like, you know, just being a part of the company you're leading, you just take initiative to do certain things sometimes. And I guess my other um, piece of advice would be don't be afraid to apply for those positions or those jobs that you don't qualify for, because you never know, like, sometimes you'll be put in a position, you'll be given a position out of just like networking that you know, you don't qualify for, but you know, just fate would have it that you're in that position. And the the leader of the organization knows that you don't have all the qualifications yet, but you embody certain skills that they're looking for that qualified people don't have. So mm. don't never like count yourself out. Just like apply for the jobs, apply for the roles, apply for um, the leadership positions, go for it. And everything, know that in everything, it's always a learning experience. <laughs> And I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, keep no, keep okay, talking. Okay, okay. You're totally fine. This okay. is your space. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's <laughs> always funny. a learning experience. <laughs> it's always a learning experience. And 
no matter, um, you know, if you feel like you're successful or if you fail, you know, always look at it as, you know, I learned something from this, you know, and you Mm -hmm. can definitely keep going after that. I really appreciate you sharing that answer. And this is the final question that I want to ask you. I know that when I first texted you, I said one question, but you were sharing so Mm -hmm. much that I feel like I can ask one more. Okay. All right. So 2020 has been a trying year for all of us. Can you name some of the things that you have won on this year? And why is it important that we should we should continue recognizing our wins? Um, so one thing that I've won in 2020 is I, um, I feel like I'm figuring out my career. Mm. Um, and that's definitely a huge part of adulting, in my opinion, is, you know, figuring out your career. I've graduated college or spent a little bit longer in college than I was originally supposed to. It just became like very confusing, changed majors a few times, changed careers a few times. And it was like, I wasn't satisfied with the money I was making because I was just doing like jobs, random, you know, like maybe not random, but odd jobs here and there. I was working as a substitute teacher and things like that. So when 2020 came around, I finally found like a, solid job where, you know, I'm satisfied with the income and I'm satisfied with the the environment that I'm in. I feel like it's a growing environment. And um, so, yeah, I would definitely feel that I would definitely say that that's a win for me in 2020. We all have our bad days. Someone is probably stuck in traffic right now on their way to work or probably arguing with their coworkers right now. Whatever the reason is, bad days are part of life. But on the flip side, we can choose how we react to them. One, we can either dwell on the situation and let our negative emotion persist throughout the day. Or we could take the initiative and find ways to make a bad day better. What you will see is that this choice is empowering and positive at the same time. And it puts us in control of our actions and our emotions. So how can we brighten our day? In today's episode, like I said before, we are going to explore 10 things that we can do to make a bad day better. Come on, let's jump right into it. It's your boy, Dennis. Adulting ain't easy. The first thing, talk about it with a close friend or colleague. So if you're having a bright day, uh, I said bright day, (laughs) a bad day, what I want you to do is reach out to somebody. I want you to contact somebody that you trust. And this can be somebody you work with, a family member, a friend. And what you will see is that often talking about the things that is upsetting you or talking about the things that you are struggling with, it does help you release those negative feelings. Your friend is able to give you a different perspective on the situation that you are currently facing. So if you are able to to confide in somebody and able to name somebody that is able to give you that space for you to share the things that you are facing without being judged, that's the person that you want to be able, you want to reach out to. If you do not have anyone that you can necessarily reach out to right away, you can write out your thoughts in a journal. Or like I said before in my previous episode, you can use your voice note app. Speak on the things that you are struggling with. Speak on the things that are hard for you or whatever is making you upset in that moment. Speak on it and don't leave anything out. And then what you will see with that is that you're releasing those negative feelings. And when you read over or listen listen to what you recorded or wrote, you will see that, hey, maybe I could have reacted in this way. Maybe I should have not done this. Or maybe I should have said this. So you will start figuring out more about you. 
so that you know how to be your best self in any situation. So reach out to somebody that you can confide in. The second thing is go for a walk. Yes, go for a walk. A walk helps clear your mind. And if you don't like going for a walk, go for a run. All right? Sunshine, fresh air, and sounds of nature, that give you the that, that can give you the lift that you need. It can boost your self-esteem. Breathe in. Let it out. <sighs> Explore your neighborhood. All right? Take yourself away from that space and put yourself in a different space so that you can allow yourself to release those negative feelings. The third tip is achieve a small win. <laughs> All right? Achieve a small win. We only need something small to get the ball rolling. You don't need to go save the world. You don't need to, to go donate $1 trillion to the Pets Foundation. No, you don't need to do that. That's, that's not a small win. Think about all the goals that you have, you have achieved. Think about all the wins that you have won. How did you feel when you accomplished those things? It feels good. It feels great. It gives you that self-esteem. So I want you to achieve a small win. And a small win can be, hey, I'm going to cook for myself when I get home today. A small win is I'm going to read a book for 30 minutes. Whatever small win that you count as a win for you personally, that's going to make you, allow you to grow, then that's a small win, all right? Remember that mining progress on meaningful work enhances your mood and your motivation, all right? It can also distract you from your negative mood as well, all right? So small wins makes a big impact. Hello. Hello, LaShawn. Hey. How you feeling this morning? I'm good. That's a lie because it's not morning no more. So why are you lying to the people? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining the conversation today. I just wanted to interview you and ask you, what is one thing that was challenging for you this week? And what did you do to overcome that challenge? Okay, so one thing that was challenging this week was um, having to handle an aggressive parent. I, I, I don't know, like whenever somebody gets aggressive with me, I have this tendency to like get triggered. But like it's we all like learning we're all like yeah, learners in progress, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just had to take myself a step like back and just thought about like, you know, where am I, like what's going on and definitely like providing grace um to that situation. Mm. And then it was definitely a confirmation when I had another meeting on Thursday. This time I saw an aggressive parent and another staff member like having to deal with that. And then I thought like, okay, like it goes beyond just parents or teachers or students and just about human beings. And like, we all, we all deal with our things and sometimes not in the best way, but it's always best to just try to like, yes, the situation and look at it from a different perspective and yeah, definitely try your best not to add fuel to the fire and then reflect on like what you could have done differently. Reflect on like, how would you want to be spoken to in a situation like that? Yeah, no, I really appreciate you sharing that. So what kind of mind mindset did you have to mentally be in order to have that difficult conversation with that parent? Definitely in a growth mindset and a positive mindset because mm -hmm. I don't like to, to have a conversation that can become heated or anything without um, possible solutions. So I think like definitely having possible solutions in mind can help any type of conversation to go um, better. Mm -hmm. um, definitely the mindset of just like, remembering who you are and like your goals also like remembering how you would want to be treated and talked to as well so definitely just like it's more than just being the bigger person i would say it's just being who you are mm. absolutely absolutely 
what are some things that you do when you notice that your emotions are, are high or when you're noticing that you are feeling tension in your body? Like the first step is to realize like when it's actually happening. Like there's a lot of people when, you know, they're met with their triggers, like they see red and like they don't really know what's going on. But it's really important to really just breathe. It's a simple thing that we know how to do when we come out, we come out of our mother's womb. So mm. just like, just try that. It's not hard. We know how to breathe. So you don't have to, I don't know if I should say like breathe three seconds, breathe five seconds. So people will tell you to do that. But I just say like, just take a deep breath. <laughs> like I'm not going to say just count how many seconds, but I don't know. Is that but... know I'm weak? <laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, yeah, but just like, just take a deep breath and just like, you know, this, it will be over. Like it doesn't have to end bad. You know, just be careful everything you say. And like everything you say come out your mouth, really think about it. Literally, like, mm. to get a couple slower. Like, for me, I talk fast. And so, like, if I'm in a situation where I'm like, okay, it could possibly go left, mm. I try my hardest to really articulate everything I'm saying so that I can walk myself through it, too, because... Yeah. It's not easy. It's not. It's not. And I really appreciate you sharing that. I know that I didn't ask you this question over text, but I wanted to propose this question to you. What is something that you you felt like you won on this week? And and what do you think contributed to that? So the first instance was like earlier this week, like a possibly around Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Um, that's when the first situation happened. And so what the second situation happened, I used the first situation to help me with that one. So mm-hmm. Um, at the end, it was a little bit of tension in the meeting, and I ended with a nice positive comment. And I said, you know, the student is having a lot of growth, and um, you know, all the positive things you can say, all the positive qualities. So I think I won with that, with That's like great. turning around a situation, because like I said, it's not easy to like be the bigger person. It's mm-hmm. not easy to like turn around a situation that's negative, and people have their egos. But just definitely being graceful, going back to the grace part of it. It's really hard to be positive in these types of times. You don't know what people's really going through this pandemic, so there's a lot of things that play a part in it. The fourth thing is be grateful, all right? Be grateful. Yes, we are all going through our own different situations, and I'm not not trying to belittle people's struggles, but I want you to be able to pull out the positive in any situations that you might be in. And one way you can is be grateful. I want you to stop and consider all of the good people and things that you have in your life. Think about your friends, your family, your home, the people you work with. Listen, no matter how bad your day is, you'll likely be able to find someone or something that you can be grateful for, all right? So just be grateful and find those things that you can hold on to even when it's tough for you. The next tip on how to make your day better is praise yourself. Yes, on top of being grateful, you gotta praise yourself. Listen, not everybody's gonna give you the recognition that you need. (laughs) Not everybody's gonna give credit where credit is due. Like me personally, I have been sharing a lot of my knowledge in the different institutions that I have taught at. And there were moments where some of the things that I created personally was stolen from me. The ideas I had were used. I was not given credit for. So that's part of life. People are not always going to give you credit for the things you do. So if you're having a bad day, you must know how to praise yourself Because compliments and recognition, they don't always come the days that you need it, all right? This is why you need to know how to praise yourself and identify all the good things you have done in your career or all the good things you have done in your life or all the good things you have done in that week. The things that I have accomplished this year, I wrote it down in my notes section. And 
The reason why is because sometimes we need reminders. We need reminders that, hey, you are actually achieving things in your life. Hey, you are actually moving forward in your life. If you're able to name your wins right now, name it. Name it. Think about what did you win on and then praise yourself for it because it's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it, but it's not. So big up yourself. <laughs> the next tip, and this is the seventh tip, is get some exercise. Yes, get some exercise. I know with COVID going on right now that gyms are probably closed, but I know some gyms are open, but you can do your own mini exercises at home. Exercising helps release those negative energy, those negative emotions, all right? You can also try deep breathing, meditation. Those are other techniques that does help you relax and does create peace, all right? So exercising does give you the chance to release those negative emotions to then have a better day. The eighth tip to have a better day or make a bad day better is help someone else. Yeah, help someone else. Do something nice for someone. It feels great when others take time to help us, right? So, but did you know that giving has its own positive benefits too? Like one of the things that I'm, I'm purpose about right now is I'm intentional about the energy that I give out to the universe, the energy that I give out to people. I want love. I want support. So I'm going to give that out to people as well. So whatever you want done to you, you give it out to people. So if you want happiness, then make somebody else day better. And I promise you, you are going to find happiness. If you want money, help somebody else that's struggling with money right now. And then you will see how, how much reward you will get personally. Try it out. I read it in a book called Homeless to a Billionaire. And it's basically saying that you put out what you get in. So whatever you put out, if you put out positive energy, you're going to get positive energy. But if you out in the world and being negative and be mad and blaming the world and saying, oh, this is the reason why I, my life is this way or this is the reason why I can't get a job and this is the reason why I can't accomplish what I need to accomplish, then you're not going to accomplish those things. You're not going to get that job, period. You're not. So in order for you to change your outcome, you must change your mindset, all right? So start thinking more positive about yourself so the, and, and start speaking positive things into the world and start extending yourself to other people, extending yourself to other things and, and giving rather than trying to receive. So tip number eight helps one else out because that too can help your day become better. We are now going to hear from one of our guests, Adonis Richard. Hello. Good morning, Adonis. Good morning, Dennis. Um, first, I wanted to ask you, how was your week? What was what was something that was positive about your week, and what is one thing that was challenging about your week? Well, positively, positivity. Um, I just got a new job working as a sports writer for this this online sports company titled Belly Up Sports. So I'm excited about that adventure. You know, so um, it's not you know it's not I'm not getting paid much, but you know it's a start. It's better than the last one I had. Challenging right now is really just finding a, a viable position in the um in the field I'm chasing, like I'm a writer. So mm. I'm chasing anything that has to do with writing and, um, just establishing my, um, my business right now. It's a, it's a fun new challenge. I'm liking it, you know, getting rejected by jobs and stuff like that. It's like a new pastime for me. I get rejected by like three or four jobs a day. Wow. So, Hey, you know, it's, it's a slow grind. Something's going to pop. So what do you, what do you <laughs> do to, no, sorry to cut you off. What do you do to keep your, to keep going to keep the grind going? 
this is my passion, you know? This is this is what I want to do. So I get up every day and I look forward to it. Like I just mm. say it's part of it's part of chasing your dream. If you really want something, you're gonna go through the rejections the first time if you think it's really worth it. I tell myself every morning I'm the greatest writer of all time. So I like that. I have to go through I, I go through the trials and tribulations of what what comes with that and that's getting rejected every single day. <laughs> yeah, no, it comes with that. And I really appreciate you just sharing that with us. So I want you to introduce yourself again and just tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Uh, well, good morning, everyone. My name is Adonis Richards. I'm um, a 26-year-old black man living in Schenectady, New York. I have two degrees, a bachelor's in political science, a master's in leadership and technology. I'm a writer slash sports writer slash author slash poet slash journalist um, slash motivator. Oh, I carry a lot of cra- a lot of titles and stuff, you know. But these are my dreams. I like to read. I love basketball. I love to write. Writing is my passion, and um, I love creating and motivating people. So, well, I, I appreciate you sharing that. You said that you you graduated college in twenty sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. So, did you know you was always going to be an author or a writer? Um, I would say, you know. I didn't necessarily know I was going to be a writer, mm. but it kept calling me. You know, you ever have something that kept calling you, like it, it just kept coming back, like you would put it down and then you, it would find you again. You know, people would tell you, you know, you're pretty good at this thing. <laughs> you should try it. And yeah. It's like, I don't know, you know, and then you finally say, you know what, let me try this out. And I mean, it's worked out for me so far. I've got a book. I've got a second book coming out. What, what kept drawing you back into being an author? Just the, the, like, it's like, so one of my idols is, is Nipsey Hussle. Uh, that's obvious by if you ever follow me on social media. Um, but he said, you know, when he was growing up in the gang life, you know, what's around him was, was a lot of a lot of paraphernalia that he couldn't necessarily control. Mm-hmm. But his passion for music kept calling him. You know, every time he would put it down because he couldn't afford it or, you know, it, it wasn't producing what he, was, was what he wanted out of it. And he would go back to, you know, whatever was going on in his life. But he kept falling back into the music because that's what he loved. He loved to create. So regardless of what he was doing, you know, he would find his way back to it. It's like something that you really love. No matter how many times you, you walk away from it, you'll always find a sign, something that draws you to it. Like for me, you know, I've, I've always been scared to share my poetry, but something kept drawing me to it. People always mm-hmm. said, you speak so well, yeah. you know. People always tell me, you know, you're a great writer. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe this is what I need to start chasing, you know, because it might, it, maybe it's what I actually need to do. And I started chasing that. And here I am now. That's amazing, man. So you, you named that. There's a couple people that inspired you. So can you give me a couple people, the names of people who inspired you to be an author? And how were they able to inspire you? Well, um, let's think about it. Obviously, my mother and my grandmother are my biggest inspirations. If you saw the forward in my first book, my grandmother has been an English teacher for as long as I could possibly know. Uh, my mother, she she famously loves to say she was reading Shakespearean novels at three years old. So I have a natural talent for this gift. Wow. Um, <laughs> um, I would say, you know, some of my biggest inspirations, um, Will Smith is an inspiration to me. Um, LeBron James, just because of his journey and, and all the expectations he's had to face. Cole is a big inspiration to me too because of how he, you know, he relentlessly just is who he is and he's accepted that. 
Nipsey Hussle, obviously, because of just the, the type of person he is, how calming he is, how, how much of a presence he has, and how he just, he, he you know, famously said, find your purpose or you're wasting air. I have so many inspirations. Uh, I, I like to say I'm my own inspiration because I love just who I am and what I've become, you know, and that the fact that I've, you know, I've finally fallen into my own mm. and accepted that person. So That's amazing, man. What is one rewarding thing about being an author? Given that this is this is your second book, just having people message me and tell me I really like this poem, or mm-hmm. you know, what what's the next poem going to be like, or you know, having people share my stuff, like oh I believe in this, or um people coming to me, hey I want to be an author, hey I need help with my book, you know, and through my business I I do editing and stuff like that, so it's fun, you know, having people come to me like hey I need your help with such and such, and I'm just like hey I'm here, you know. That's the reward is people actually think like not thinking, but believing in the fact that I in authority on, you know, the work I am. And I am. I like to say that. But it's just having people having that faith in me. That's the reward. Mm, that's beautiful. With rewards, it comes with challenges, too. So with the same question, what is the biggest challenge you face being an author? Creativity and inspiration, man. Mm, for real. Just being able to, you know, there are days I'll, I'll sit back and say, I need to write today and I'll not write a single word. And I've taken the mm. time out of my day every day to write for 10 minutes um, as a challenge to myself to be disciplined. But as a creator, finding that creative space is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, you know, and I don't know if it's because I love to do it and it's like, oh, I got to do it. Or, it's just, <laughs> you know, creating is so hard because yeah. you, you have all these expectations on yourself and, you feel like, what if this isn't going to resonate with people wow. properly? It's, it's always, it's all of that. And it hurt, and it, it, but it's great for me. Like, I like doing that, you know? What is your routine to create? Well, I get up every morning. I have this app called Medium. It's a, it's a writer's app, you know? It allows people to write for money and stuff like that. Wow. You know? Mm-hmm. And what it does is, you know, it gives you a platform, you know, and you get, a, you, you can join on these, um, these different, uh, what's it called? Uh, for lack of a better term, these different platforms within Medium, which gives you viewers and stuff, you know? Mm. So going cool. through all that, you know, it allows me to, to build a following and stuff. So that's what I do every morning. Um, when I'm on when I'm on my phone, usually, I, instead of going to social media, I'll go to Medium and read, you know, find different things, tr- trinkets and tools to build my own profile and be a better writer and stuff, you know? So my routine usually is I get up, um, I'll check my email to see if there's any jobs that, you know, hired me or fi- or didn't hire me. And then I'll go straight to Medium, find some inspiration, and then I'll tie and write a poem for 10 minutes or work on this, this new book I'm coming with tw- in 2023, you know. That's amazing. Since we be talking about books now, let's go to your first book, um, Adonis. What inspired yeah. your first book, Confessions of a Hopeless Creative? What was your thinking process when you came up with that title as well? Talk to us a little bit, a little bit about that. Like I said, I... Writing had been calling me, you know, and I just, I sat down and I'm just like, I have all these poems I've been writing for the past two and a half years. Let's put this into a book. And that's how it manifested. It was just, you know, and I spent the longest time editing and, and, uh, fighting my own confidence and, you know, not believing in myself. And then out of the blue, it all just came together. I was just like, you know what? This is it. The title I struggled with the title for a while and then I just came up with that. I don't really have like a, you know, I, I the concept behind it was just, you know, in college I was, a, I was depressed a lot. Mm. You know, I was struggling with my own identity 
And, you know, I, I said to myself, I'm a, I'm a hopeless creative. Like, you know, the fucking hopeless romantic and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm a hopeless creative, I think, in my mind. Where I'm just hopelessly creating new ideas. And it's not a negative um, connotation to it. It's more of a positive connotation. Mm. Like, being a hopeless creative is so fun because there's no direction in where I'm going with this creativity. But there's so much passion and, and energy coming from it. So <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Can you share one of your favorite poems from your first book and why does that poem stick out to you? Yeah, I have the book right here. I was, it's always with me. <laughs> so, um, I got one. This one is titled, um, A Great Poet Once Told Me. Are you ready? I'm ready. A great poet once told me, basketball is my ticket out the hood. Now, I never heard those words come out his mouth, but every letter shook me immensely. It was like the syllables were shockwaves that rattled the earth. I felt them more massively when he passed. A lot of pride and a few sounds of thunder turned every word into a bullet that passed through him, even an invisible mark on my chest. The pain seemed to have seared into my soul. See, that poet once had dreams of making it to the league, and though his words went and surpassed the odds of statistics, his flow and rhythm on that court was his path and a train out the ghetto. Unfortunately for us all, that dream became just that. When he was gunned down, the dream became shattered like weak glass because some asshole couldn't let their pride pass. Now, I wasn't at the scene, but I could still hear the screams of those that pleaded for him to stay alive. As a great poet passed before his prime, now his life flows through these words and pierces your ears like those bullets that penetrated his chest and changed the trajectory of his soul. A once great poet once said, they ratting, cut the cheese. Now I didn't know this poet, but his life leads it to me as I write these words, a life that receives the life he used to lead and rekindles the love he means. Now these poets weren't close to me, but they come from the same home as me. So every bullet wound feels like it hit me. I swear these battles I swear I wear these battle scars with them every day because somehow, some way, I'm gonna make it out the paradigm that sucks young black men and women called the hood. See a great poet once said, I have a dream. A dream that screams of the world where young black men can see past 18 and live life in pursuit of, that, uh, pursuit of happiness and property, just like the Declaration of Independence promised me. A great poet once screamed for freedom. Free at last, free at last. And one day at a time, I'm going to see my poets past this zeitgeist that oppresses us and this propaganda that paints us as the menaces they see us as. One day, I'm going to erase this poverty of hopelessness we're bound to, I swear, as the next great poet to scribe my name in these books and tell a tale of a black man that never gave up on the hood. I just had to leave it first because I had to find a way out. Uh. A great poet once said, the marathon continues. And so I run this bitch with these bullet wounds on my body, carrying the battle scars of the fallen, singing their praises to keep the world that we are. Great poets with ideas and dreams. And we scream for freedom. Free from the chains because they can't detain us anymore. Uh. Free from this pain because it's not our burden to carry anymore. Free from the slave mentality that has been dropped on our souls. A great poet once said, dear basketball, and he spoke those words to inspire millions by reminiscing on his journey, dribbling and shooting a rubber ball on a hardwood floor, giving people the dream and passion and hard work to help you pave the way to your dreams. Now his sneakers screech upstairs and his creative blessings you play in our memories as we rewatch the legacy over and over again. And one day, when I grow old, I'll lay down with a smile that I was able to give the poetry I heard to the rest of the world. And I believe that one day, I'll be remembered like the great poets that carved their names into my heart. When one life touches another, something new is born. Each one of these poets touched me. I hope they hear these words of this great poet. I need y'all to feel the presence that comes from my voice. Forget all the adoration and love. If I can touch you once, I know I can rest with a smile on my face. These great poets, I carry their words close to my heart. 
We all know a great poet or a few. Those, these were the legendary artists that created my life. Who are yours? It's like a acknowledgement to a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of them are people from my city that have, that have died to gun violence. Wow. Um, um, there's another acknowledgement to Martin Luther King. There's one to Nipsey Hussle and another to Kobe Bryant. So, what inspired you to continue writing about some of the black struggles? Um, well, I, my my goal, my dream is to be able to create stories that people one day will you know read and understand of uh, what we've been through and, you know, everything that we've, we've strived for over the past 400 years. You know, I want our stories to be told from our perspective. You know, I want to control our narrative and to have them understand that this is our saga. So we need to tell our story. You know, history is always told by the victors, but what about those that told the truth or the truth in their eyes? You know, so I, I you know, and I also want to be able to teach people, this is what we go through. Mm. You know, from this from this angle, because I hear a lot of people always constantly talking about the crab in the bucket, speak through the crabs in the bucket mentality mentality. You know of how you know we're constantly killing each other and stuff. And I want to I want to write stories as well, asking the questions as to why we do these things. You know, why are we in poverty? Why are we killing each other? Why don't we own anything? You know, understanding the why behind those conversations and and bring those up. Find the 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 reasons behind these our problems. Yeah. in order to propel ourselves towards solutions. Where can they find this first book, Confessions of the Hopeless Creative? So my first book is available on Amazon. Uh, if you just type in Confessions of a Hopeless Creative, um, it is also available through my website. Uh, that is adonisinquiry.com. That is A-D-O-N-I-S-I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y.com. It will also be available through my second website, which is lucidwriters.org which will be available sometime next week. Still working out the kinks of it. That's amazing. Yes. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I would I would prefer that you, um, if you would like to buy a signed copy, and also I get the most profit out of it, that you buy it directly from my website. But if you can't find it, on my, if you cannot find my website, you know, go to Amazon. Let's go straight to your second book. What inspired you to write your second book, The Quarantine Chronicles? And why that title? Um, well, Quarantine Chronicles was, inspired essentially by the quarantine a lot had gone on this year you know a lot of things that just didn't make sense from time to time we've been through a lot of loss and hurt and you know through this mini revolution that i'm not gonna say mini revolution through this revolution we've had (laughs) uh i I have my own personal take on it i think everything we went through you know it's a chronicle it's a saga and essentially quarantine because you know we've been living in the quarantine for damn near eight months and it's been a, a, a hell zone almost. Inspiration, um, I had, I had a, you know, I was fresh off my first book, and I was just, I was feeling the creative energy, and I was just like, you know, book number two, it's time to go. And it's like building off of the first, the, the success of the first one, because I, I essentially have written the first one in 2017, and I published it in 2020. Mm. This one I've been writing since mid 2020, so it's going to be a, it's a quicker process to have the poems finished, but I, it's a I understand the process better now. So okay. it's easier for me to just pump out poems and create everything. But like this book is going to be so much more than what Confessions was because I'm building upon a lot of the aspects of the book, which is the better part of my inspiration. It's, it's really me just diving into my creativity and becoming a full-time author. What do you hope that readers get from your second book, The Quarantine Chronicles? I hope they understand um, what the quarantine looks like, not only from my perspective, but just being able to relate to what you know their experiences and i also hope it's a um 
a great way for them to dive into their own, you know, issues and problems and whatever's going on because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of affirmations and um, shadow work in this book, you know, and I, that's what I want people to, you know, feel and breathe in this book is going through the process of understanding it and growing with it, you know? Yeah. That's the powerful thing about it. What advice do you have for someone who inspires to be an author? And this is the last question. One, just write. That's my first thing. Just write, you know, no matter how, you know, whatever you're feeling, whatever, if you feel like you don't have it or, you know, you, you think people won't read what you write, just write, mm-hmm. you know, that's the first step. I spent like three years trying to gain the confidence, having my own self-confidence in anything, but having the confidence just to put a book out, thinking that people won't relate to it. And so many people did, you know, but it, you, that's the first thing. Second, a pencil has an eraser for a reason. You know, you're allowed to erase your mistakes. You're allowed to make mistakes. That's a part of life. You know, that's what that's what writing is. That's what creating is. So if you make a mistake in your writing, it's okay. You know, typos are, are okay. My grandmother's an English teacher. And she reads books constantly. Um, and she finds typos all the time. So it's okay if you have one typo in your book or anything like that. Write as much as you possibly can. You know, bring a little notebook around with you. Bring a little, you know, bring your phone with you. I write on my phone all the time. I'm in office. You know, I used to be at work and I was just writing poems and my, my coworkers are like, why are you always in your phone? I'm like, I'm writing poems. Leave me alone. You know, yeah. if this is what you want to do, if this is what you want to be, like I'm working on my story concept now. Like I'm, I want to do black fiction books, hmm. uh, black fantasy fiction books. So what I do is I just start writing, you know, I'll write a, a paragraph here and then I'll look at it later. And then another thing, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you want to self-publish, the process is, is very easy. You know, if you need to help, if you need to help, you can always find me at boosterbriders.org or just, you know, uh, my email and stuff will be here in this podcast. I'm always willing to give it out because I'm building my business now. Yeah. I charge a fair price. So if you're looking for help, you're more than welcome to ask me. But yeah, just write and always write as much as you possibly can. The ninth tip, and we are almost done with this episode. It's a short one, y'all. The ninth tip is list the pros and cons of your day. Listen, no matter how bad your day is, there's always something that you can name that's positive. That's why it can be useful to list the things that's positive about your day and the things that you're struggling with uh, on your day. And writing down the negative aspect of your day and then thinking about how to make it right, you're giving yourself a space to process and know exactly how you're feeling. Sometimes we don't know how we're feeling. Sometimes we don't have the right words for it. But by writing it down, we are able to vividly see it and then make proactive steps to get ourselves out of that situation. And the final tip that I want to provide y'all today is put things in perspective. Yes, put things in perspective, y'all. Listen, no matter how bad your day is, it's unlikely that whatever you're facing is going to cause long-term effect in your life. Yeah, I said it. The reason why is because sometimes we over-exaggerate what we're facing. We put too much emphasis on whatever situation that we are currently facing and forget that that's just a, low, a small piece of our life. It is. It's just a small piece of our life. And problems is always going to occur. And if we react into problems in the same way, then we are never going to find peace. So I want you to look at whatever situation that you're facing currently or if you're having a bad day, whatever that is making your day bad, I want you to look at it from a whole from a holistic point of view, what is in your control, what is not in your control, 
what are you exaggerating? What are you not exaggerating? How are you playing a role in, the, in this situation? How's others playing a role in this situation? And by doing all of this, you are looking at the situation at a holistic view so that you can make the best choice that's going to allow you to not dwell on that emotion or dwell on that situation because you are putting things in perspective. Yeah, <laughs> adulting ain't easy. Listen, the key point of today's episode is everybody has bad days and that's all part of that's all part of life and it's normal. Trust me, it's normal. And to make a bad day better, I want you to go for a walk, do some stretches, work on goals that you want to achieve in life, be nice to someone, share, put positive energy out there so you can receive positive energy energy back. Think about all your accomplishments and just know that bad days is going to occur and we can avoid them. But if we're able to have to improve our mindset and able to look at things at a holistic point of view and seeing what is in our control, what is not in our control, then we'll be able to then be intentional in making sure that our day is not focused on the negative, but looking at some of the positive as well. What's up, bro? Derek, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Doing well, man. It's been a long time. I haven't heard from you. I haven't heard from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you the one that disappeared, bro. <laughs> nah, you're right about so, that. Let's nah. not let's not flip this script over. <laughs> <laughs> nah, sometimes when things just is going, you of course yeah. I, I totally understood. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely understood. Yeah. Nah, I really appreciate you joining the call today. One thing that was challenging for me was you know challenging my supervisor at work because I felt like I deserved better. That's a hard thing. Yeah, and how I, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult thing because that's somebody that oversees everything you do and you have to try not to make it personal because at the end of the day, if things don't go your way, you still have to be able to complete your task at a high level. How I overcame that was um, through negotiation and making sure that mm-hmm. I overworked to prove my point and which allowed me to stand on my on my words and stand on my two feet and say, um, I don't think this is correct and this is my work. So it took a couple of days, you know. Um, it was a one-day process, but that was a challenge that it will continue because mm-hmm. in the future, we're going to look back at this conversation too if my work, meaning, oh, even though he was chatting right now, five years from now, was he still working as, as hard? Even if I'm not there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm even if I'm at a different position. So um, that was something challenging during the week, making sure that I stand up for myself. Um, And it's not always easy in the moment. You know, before the moment, you can always say, yeah, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do that. But in the midst of a conversation, trying to balance the emotions and making sure you're not speaking from a personal place because, you know, at work, you got to be able to separate the two and make sure you're speaking factual and you're speaking direct, you know? So, yeah, that was one of my challenges of the week. And uh, I felt like, you know, I didn't stomp on it, you know what I mean? But I didn't succumb to it either, you know? Um, and this is a challenge that's reoccurring. It's going to happen again next week or in a month, you know? Um, so standing up for myself at work, that was a challenge that I felt like uh, I did well at this week, but I can always do better, you know? I appreciate you sharing that. Two follow-up questions to that to that um story you just shared. 
One, what advice can you give someone who is also in that position that wants to stand up for themselves but struggling to to know how to speak up for themselves to their somebody like their boss? Okay, so the, how I could say that is, you know, if you're by yourself, that's trial and error. You know, um, mm. it's like riding a bike. You go through it first. You see where you made the mistake and you adjust. Um, or the second one, you know, because experience is the best teacher, right? Um, or the second yeah. one is if you have a mentor, that's somebody you can share this conversation with and they can, you know, give the, they can paint a picture of how they went through it and you can do the same, you know? Um, yeah. So things of that nature. Um, yeah. So I think that's how somebody who is, you know, going through the same thing can, uh, you know, overcome that. Did the outcome somehow go win in your favor? Doing the situation, like, did you feel like you won? Um, a little bit more. It wasn't like it's not all the way in my favor. Um, like you know what? It's perspective, right? Um, yes, it was in my favor, but it it wasn't in my favor as much as I would like it. You get me? Yeah. So yeah, so like it's in my favor for sure. I I gained some points from it, but um, I could have even stood for myself even more. You know, like, I'm talking about, you know, asking for a salary raise yeah. or, you know, um, there's different things, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's some things that you, you tiptoe around that, you know, after, let's say if you have a mentor and you have that conversation and they've probably already been there. So, it's steps that you can skip because they already know. So, what did you learn about yourself with this experience? Um, I learned that I'm resilient. I learned that um, I have a lot of emotions too, you know. Um, I learned that I'm persistent. I learned that I can, you know, put the emotions aside and focus on the task. Um, I learned that when I want it, I go get it. Mm. You know, I can push through. And I learned that I got people like, oh, I got a lot of love around me. I got people that have been where I'm going and that can share that information with me. And, you know, that's the belief that you're doing and you're sharing it back with the youth. So. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And this is the final question that I want to ask you is, what is your, what do you think is your purpose in life right now? What do you think is your purpose? Um, I mean, I, I feel like it fluctuates. Um, but the main goals, the main, the holistic point is, you know, supporting people, helping people. Mm. You know, um, that's the main purpose. You know, in life we go through different points where, you know, we got to take care of ourselves too. But I think the main purpose is, you know, we're providing a helping hand, however that could be, trying to be positive. There's enough negative out here, enough people dying, there's enough people suffering. Share some love, share some light, share some positivity, make somebody smile, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, the, that's, the, that's the part that we can all get better at, better at. You also have your own organization slash business. Can you speak a little bit about that? And where can people find you and follow you? Because I have a lot of um, listeners from Africa, Ugandan as well. And I'm oh, trying yeah. to get some people to for, to check your, some of your work out. Okay. Appreciate that. So the name of my brand is a corporation called Vox Popular. It means the voice of the people, the voice of reason. And, uh, you know, we just try to support the people. Um, it started off in college. Mm-hmm by just doing small events and 
and just trying to stay positive. As we continue to grow, people like the message and they like the message on the clothing. Mm. So we decided to, you know, make a corporation and make a clothing line too because a lot of people are interested in the positivity. And I love the fact that, you know, I'm walking down the street and I'm wearing a shirt that says, you matter. And on the back of it, it'll say, to the world, you might be one person, to one person, you might be the world. Or the front will say, the people, and the back will say, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And people will just randomly come up to me and say, man, that's a dope, dope shirt. Where can I get it? You know? Yeah. And I, I saw that we had something. Like, we could we could do something very big. So um, we created the clothing line, and uh, we pushed the positivity. You know, we go out during the holidays and feed the homeless and try to do poetry jams. You know, things of that nature. Um, just, you know, our motto is try to do something positive wherever we go. Uh, and, you know, we, you and I collabed and, and did the mental health awareness, yeah. which is great. Um, so, and that, and that's, you know, the little, the little things, you mm-hmm. know, the little things that we, we forget about. So that's, that's, that's what we do. You know, we have fun with the clothing line, but at the end of the day, what's more important is going out there and supporting the people and you know, doing the, the little positive things we can, you know, and it won't, our little positivity won't be, won't be, uh, what's that called? It won't shatter the internet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll be, Something small for the people that know. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's yeah. all, and that's all love. That's amazing, man. What is what is what are your social handles in case anybody want to follow you? Okay, so my personal is Forever Smooth, the number four, Ever Smooth, and then the um, the business page is at underscore v o x dot p o p u l i. So Vox Popular. Thank you. So at yeah. underscore v o x dot p o p u l i. That's it for today. It's a quick episode. It's a short, short one. Thank you to all, to everybody. Thank you to the listeners. I really appreciate everybody supporting the podcast. The podcast is growing and I'm hoping that I continue impacting people. Seeing that a lot of people from around the world listen to the podcast, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me because it's giving me the confidence that I need. And I know that it took a minute for me to even do this podcast or even have the confidence to record some of the lessons and have the confidence to share my knowledge because I'm like, at times I'm like, yo, what do I know? Again, going back to that mindset thing is don't, don't, don't speak negative about yourself. And I gave myself that confidence to continue this podcast. And I gave myself that confidence to record these lessons because I know that me personally, I'm getting something out of it. And the fact that these podcasts and the downloads is increasing every day. It tells me that people are also getting things out of it. So I'm going to continue providing tips that's going to allow you to be your best self. All in all, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will check you all out on next week's episode. Adulting ain't easy. Adulting ain't easy. Yeah, I'm out of here, y'all. Bye.